Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps My name's Chris, I am here with Alan Hello That's Alan, and this is our podcast where we go to a wrestling and then talk about a wrestling Um... We are in a car now, Um, so you're going to get the car noise, the standard car noise that you get. As well as? As well as rain noise. Yeah, it's apocalyptic out here, mate. Yeah, it's bloody hammering it down. It's hammering it down. Hammering it. Um, Right, Dave Mastiff. But yeah, it's very, very wet, so you're getting a lot of surface noise off the road. You're getting a lot of the pitter-patter of raindrops. Um... All sorts of things going on. Yeah, ambiance. Isn't it? Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Like, this would be really nice to fall asleep to. Yeah, I mean, Brian Eno would put this out as an LP. Yeah. Well, that's Brian Eno. Yeah. Isn't it? I'm not, I'm not Brian Eno. Are you not? I'm not. When did you stop being Brian Eno? Oh, just a couple of years ago. I just yeah. was like, just pack it in. Stop making those noises. <laughs> when are you reforming Roxy Music? Um, well, as soon as Brian Ferry gets back to me. All right. Yeah. All right. I've been ringing off. I've been ringing his phone off the hook. Are they all called Brian? Yes. Yeah. Um, Brian Loudrup. Yeah, he was in yeah. there. Yeah. Brian Glover. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Brian, Brian. Richard O'Brien. <laughs> Brian Richard O'Brien. Well, no, terrible name. No, so you get sometimes people call him Brian, they get right, confused. Okay, yeah. no, Brian, no, actually, sorry, I meant Richard O'Brien. Brian Mosley, who is Alf Roberts' incarnation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all of those people yeah. are in Roxy Music. Yeah, as Excellent. well as Brian Roxy and Brian Music. <laughs> yeah. That's how they got their name. And Roxy. Yeah. And, and her sister, Music. Right. So, here we are. On the motorway. Yep. And that normally means that we're on our way back home from Wolverhampton. Yeah. Is that what that means tonight? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, it's my second trip down the M6 in two days. Yep. I was. I did this self-same trip last night. Solo. I did. I was on my own. In the new Boone Mobile. Yeah, we're in a Hyundai i10 for those who are keeping track yeah. of the Love the Graps uh, wagons. Yeah, the new we new we are being considered for the new host of Top Gear. Yep, um, it's a smooth drive. Yep, with a bit of nuttiness. <laughs> it's very nutty. Yeah, it smells like bonfire. Right, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I was here last night for uh, night one of Fight Club Pro's Project Mayhem. Yeah, and so tonight we went to night two. Yeah. Of Fight Club Pro's Project Mayhem. Project Mayhem 8. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't go last night. No. Didn't fancy it. No, you Just, went to see a band. I did, I went to see a band. You went to see a, a popular beat combo. I did, yeah. yeah. Um, I went to Bedford to see the band Trash Kit. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, great. I think they're a great band. Yeah. Check How's them out. Pals of yours, aren't they? Yeah, they're old friends of mine that yeah. I haven't seen in a long time. Um, 
between them they've been playing in a bunch of other bands touring the world right um, what, one of them playing guitar for Queen maybe no 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 no, no not, not nothing like that no um, but uh, it was nice to see them good good it's a bit of a throwback I started putting on gigs yeah I realised I started putting on gigs like 17 years ago wow um, and I've known them for probably like 15 those years wow. since they were very young actually um, yeah. and, and you were very young since I was uh, when I was a lot younger yeah yeah uh, my early 20s wow um, so yeah it was it, it was a nice it was a nice yeah. evening um, but you went to Project Mayhem night one I did do you want to do you want to have a little chat about yeah, that yeah I'll have a little chat about that before and we get into our thoughts and feelings of tonight yeah and like in a way it's a shame that we're not doing a Love the Graps full experience on last night's show. Yeah. Um, because it was a really, really good show from top to bottom. And it's been a while since we've been to Fight Club Pro and we've got that. Yeah. Um, and as luck would have it, you weren't there. So maybe it's you, Chris. It could be me. Like, yeah. I, Maybe I'm the one, maybe I'm just finding stuff to grumble about. Yeah. And when I'm not there, you can just enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, there is that, you know. Unbridled enthusiasm. Yeah, that, I mean, people have said that. Or maybe it's just knowing that you don't have to do a podcast about it afterwards. I mean, that is nice. Um, will allow you to not have to think about potential not my graps. I, uh, I drove home listening to a humorous current affairs podcast done mm. by some guys off the UK Marxist thread on the Something Awful Forums sounds fucking terrible it was funny I enjoyed it a lot but yeah it was a really good show it started with a bang they had those those blooming rascals um, all three of them uh, so uh, too sick for this world Zachary Wentz and yeah. the cardiac kid Desmond Xavier yeah okay um, so uh, yeah both of them not very well no um, yeah um, being uh, accompanied by their make-a-wish officer uh, Trey Miguel very Miguel, yeah, isn't he? Trey <laughs> Miguel, yeah. Um, and they took on uh, Travis Banks, yeah, Jordan Devlin, yep, and Omari. Okay, everybody's favourite, yeah. And do you know what? It was fucking great. It was amazing. Even Omari, who has been lacklustre at times, was great in this match, and it exploded. And the show just went from there, and it was just great match after great match and it was capped off with the cage of death house it's a bit lump, lumpy isn't it, it is yeah um, so death house three uh schadenfreude versus team fight club pro uh and they built this elaborate contraption i did put a picture of it on the uh love the graps forum and then some other people put pictures of the carnage afterwards and basically they had a war game style affair um, one man, uh, two men starting, then alternating men entering uh, before the, uh, the the battle beyond, as I think it's known in the war match games. beyond, the match beyond, yeah. um, could could start. Just and, one ring, though. Yeah, just one ring, but lots of fuckery. Okay. Um, there was lots of glass broken, lots of barbed wire. There was a table with some upturned plugs glued to it, which was just not nice at all. Um, and yeah, a lot of people bled a lot, and okay. the Fight Club Pro got the win and stood tall at the end of the night against Schadenfreude. 
and that kind of led us into tonight's show where what would be the repercussions of Schadenfreude's defeat in the Cage of Death House. Well, what would we see? What would we see? Well, as it turns out, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, when we do the show, Chris, how do we do it? Well, we got a format. We stick to the format. Format is king. Um, so we've got Love the Graps. That's our first segment yep. where we talk about three things that we liked. Yep. Um, they could be matches, they could be moments, they could be individual wrestlers. Just things that we liked about the show. And then we go on to three not my graps. Three things that we didn't like as much. Yep. Things that kind of stood out to us as just, just little bugbears or little niggles that Get under your skin. Get under your skin. Make you not enjoy it as much as you possibly could do. Or sometimes they are glaring three alarm fires. Yeah. Of a problem. But, but this yeah. is a podcast where we think really hard and we try and be constructive. We ain't burying anyone really. Yeah. Um, unless you're going to do a lap dance in the ring. Yeah. In which case I'm not having that. No. Not having any of it. No. Um. So we're going to kick off with Love the Graps. As we always do. Just trying to bring you up before we bring you down. Yeah. Um, so we will start. Let's talk about the opener. Okay. Then. Um, one of the announced matches that we had for tonight yep. was an international singles match between Timothy Thatcher and Speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah, now these are two fellas who, if you'd asked me three years ago whether I wanted to watch Speedball Mike Bailey versus Timothy Thatcher, I'd have told you... I wouldn't have told you to fuck off, because I'm nice. I'd have gone, no, no, there's there's lots I could watch. Yeah. Why would I watch those two people who I very much don't get, even though I understand that other people appreciate their work? Um, But over that time... And we've talked about uh, Speedball sort of making that change before on the podcast, but I would add Tim Thatcher as well to that. Absolutely. I've got really into their work. Yeah. Um, They're both uh, very, very different wrestlers, but they worked really well in their match tonight. The the chemistry that they had was was really, really good. You had happy, bouncy Speedball Mike Bailey and just miserable fucker Tim Thatcher yeah and it really worked and I very much enjoyed the match yeah me too like I, I remember mentioned this to somebody tonight like seeing Speedball Mike Bailey maybe like five or six years ago like when he was first sort of getting his big push in PWG and saying I'm not sure I really understand why, why hasn't he got any shoes on? Yeah, why doesn't he do any wrestling moves? Because he's, you know... I, I'm saying this with all love in my heart now. Speedball Mike Bailey looks a little bit like a square in um, Karate Kid gear. He looks like, like Michael fir- McIntyre. Yeah, at first glance, yeah. you're like, um, what is what is this guy? But I think when once it clicks with you with Speedball, it really clicks. Yeah. Um... He's been a big part of good wrestling for the last couple of years, um, and he's been, a, he's, you know, he's been a semi-regular in British wrestling. It's, uh, I think he's over in the UK for another couple of months. 
um, now. Um, so I think you'll, you'll keep seeing him on more and more shows. Um, and similarly, Timothy Thatcher has really... Like, I feel like since NXT started signing up all of the big indie guys, like, people like Thatcher and Speedball are, like, the next big indie guys. Yeah, I mean, like, Ring of Honor announced Speedball versus Bandido for their show in Bolton. Yeah. Um, which, if you want to go to, it sounds like it could be, like, one of those shows... You know, like, Saudi Arabia, where you had the, those uh, royal royals sitting in those nice armchairs on yeah. the side? It sounds like it could be like that. Because oh, not, you can still buy front row tickets. Oh, right. Um, for it. There's not sold many tickets at all. Um, and in the advertising for that match, they referred to Speedball as uh, one of the hottest unsigned talents right. in uh, in indie wrestling. Um, and he, he kind of is. Maybe as much by default as by anything else. Um, but he really is. And Thatcher, I can't believe Thatcher isn't signed somewhere. Because well, he's got... He's got everything, really. I mean, there was always the talk that he had a standing offer to go to NXT, but he had a real-life job, which well, was just too lucrative. Well, but, this is it. I think both Thatcher and Speedball have things that are precluding them from becoming those, like, top-level indie guys that end up in NXT. One of them being... One of them's not allowed in the US. Yep. And the other one now lives in Europe and doesn't really want to do it. Yeah. Like, but I remember the first time I saw Tim Thatcher, and the first few times, I just didn't get him. You know, he worked the style that was kind of known at the time as uh, grapple fucking. Uh, he was a grapple fucker, uh, which I, I wasn't that into at the time. And I, I watched the Bloodsport, um, the Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 2 this week, and I'm, I'm very much into that now. But at the time, I was really not into the grapple fucking. He seemed to only have one face. Yeah. Um, and also, he was called Thatcher. Um, so those kind of things just made me not want to watch him. But well, yeah. it was hard work that really won me over. Um, and it's not especially hard work. I'm sure he didn't do it just to win me over. I mean, he might have done it. If, if, you are, if you're listening to him, and, and you did, put in that little extra effort just for me. Thanks. Yeah. That's good of him, that's yeah. good of him. Well, shall we move on to another Love the Graps then? Okay. Good, you go on then. Right, well this one's a pretty good one for me really. Now, yeah. listeners to this podcast will know that I am borderline obsessed with Game Changer Wrestling. I wore my Game Changer Wrestling t-shirt last night to... Uh, well, you got a Game Changer Wrestling t-shirt on now. I have, yeah, I've got a Joe Janela Spring Break t-shirt on. Um, so it is the only company that I'm really kind of watching all of their shows at the moment. Um, and at their most, I mean spoilers here, um, at their most recent show, uh, which is the Nick Gage Invitational, uh, Nick Gage invited himself uh, and uh, had a, a jolly good time doing it. Um, a masked man invaded the ring, attacked Nick Gage and stole his title belt. Nick yeah. Gage has been the Game Changer Wrestling Champion for over two years. Well, um, competition must be really tough in well, Game Changer. He's beaten, some, he's beaten some heavy, heavy hitters. Sure. Like David Arquette yeah. beat him. Um, so, yes, this masked man stole uh, 
Nick Gage's uh, title belt, beat Nick Gage up, and then unmasked himself to reveal he was Ricky Shane Page. And then Ricky Shane Page then hot-footed it over to Europe. And he's in the UK, and he's he's got the Game Changer belt with him. Uh, he's sprayed his initials on it, yep. so he's kind of claimed ownership of it. And he's started defending that belt uh, on his in his matches while he's in Europe. Mm. So tonight, what we got was announced uh, by functional Fraser Thomas um, with uh, air quotes uh, given by him because he respects... He, well, uh, I, I feel like the air quotes were in the wrong place. Yeah, he said world championship. Yeah, he put the air quotes around yeah. the word world. Yeah, but... Um, rather I, than I, world championship match. Yeah, I got the, I got the feeling. Championship match. You know, functional Fraser Thomas has either got a lot of respect for... Uh, game changer wrestling or he's gang affiliated I feel like it was more functional Fraser Thomas doesn't respect the fact that defending the title once abroad makes it a world championship oh well I mean that's a whole other conversation to have Um, so yeah Ricky Shane Page defended the game changer wrestling title tonight against Jimmy Havoc he issued an open challenge and Jimmy Havoc came out and they had uh, a match full of staples and fuckery and I very much enjoyed it. And for a night, it was almost like I can't go to Game Changer because I don't have a passport, right? And I don't have any money. Yeah. Um, it was almost as if a little bit of Game Changer came to me. Okay, fine. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed the fact that we got Ricky Shane Page and Jimmy Havoc, who you haven't mentioned in this whole. I did mention Jimmy did Havoc. You? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, in a ridiculous hardcore brawl um, that ended in one of the sillier spots I've seen in a little while. Yeah. Um, which was tables and chairs and thumbtacks, drawing pins, um, all in one go, and a staple gun for good measure. Um, but it was fun seeing, I mean, Ricky Shane Page is great. Yeah. I love Ricky Shane Page. Um, and, and a problem of, of that is that I can't boo Ricky Shane Page, yeah. but I've got to boo him. You don't have to boo him because uh, Game Changer's not real. Well, um, Nick Gage is the best pure babyface in the business, so... Yeah. Right, okay. Um, but also it's a treat seeing Jimmy Havoc do a fight with someone. Yeah, and, and this seemed to... I think this was probably his fight club pro farewell he's one of the fellas who signed with AEW so yeah. you know he'll be off to the, the USA full time yeah. um, and hopefully getting that WCW money um, would be really nice for him um, so yeah it was a nice farewell there and it was just really good watching two fellas that we like to watch wrestle beat the fuck out of each other yeah. with assorted weapons light tubes um, all kinds of fuckery it was well and one of the weapons being pinning pound notes handed to them from the crowd onto Jimmy Havoc's body yeah. which actually takes us onto the last well I would hope that that money I mean Jimmy Havoc put it in his pocket yeah um, but I would hope it ended up in let's go to love the graps number three yeah so our third love the graps was um, and actually it's very unusual for this person to find herself in the <laughs> love the graps um during the, the interval, which ended up being about 40 minutes long at an estimate. Yeah, but with reason. Um, uh, Favourite of the podcast, G-Man. Yeah. The G-Man. In his gilet jaune. Um, came out. Uh, it wasn't a gilet, though, is it? No. It's a jacket. 
Um, and he was accompanied by the Session Moth Martina, the Session Moth. <laughs> What's her surname? Session Moth Martina, the Session yeah. Moth. Um, and she came out with a wheelbarrow. Yeah. And they did an auction for Cavendish Cancer Care, the uh, cancer charity of wrestling's choice. Yeah, you know, the, for those of you who don't know, there was a, a wrestler called Chris Travis who sadly passed away a few years ago. And uh, in his last few uh, weeks and months, he was looked after by the people at Cavendish Cancer Care. Yes. And since then, it's kind of become the, the go-to um, charity for wrestling-based things, more or less. So yeah, so they auctioned off a lot of the shit that was used in uh, the Cage of Death House last night. Yeah. Uh, so light tubes. Yeah. Some bits of broken light tube. Uh, some chairs. Some, some barbed, barbed wire, wire bracelets. Yeah. Um, they auctioned off a chain and padlock that was used to to lock the cage shut. Yep. Now somebody near us said, "Oh, that wasn't even used. That wasn't even like a weapon in the match. It didn't even get used." No. And I was like, "Actually, that was probably the most important part of the match. It was. Like, it kept the match together. Yeah. It kept everybody in the cage. Yeah. It kept Lycos outside. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure he was itching to get it kept in there. him safe. Yeah." Um, so yeah, it was a really nice thing, and people like it was an impromptu thing. It wasn't announced beforehand, um, and, but people dug deep. Yeah, really a, deep. A fella, 160 quid for a chair. Yeah, yeah. There were two items that went for close to 200 pounds. Yeah, a chair that was signed by everybody who was involved in the Death House match. Yeah, and an axe that was signed by Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, um, famous for his axes. Yeah. Perhaps it was the axe that he didn't use on Will Ospreay. It's the axe that he's never used ever. Yeah. Um, but you can't take it through customs to America. No. He's got to buy a new one over there. Yeah. So he donated it. Yeah. yeah. So that was really nice. Yeah. It's, it's nice sometimes when wrestling can give something to people who don't have it. Yeah, because when you've got loads of people in that room spending loads of money on merch yep. on, on Schadenfreude t-shirts yeah because um, that's where all the money is going yeah uh, into Schadenfreude's pockets um, it's nice that yeah you can make a, a little something out of that and it's it swelled my heart it did yeah um, and also G-Man was a, a natural yeah he was loving it yeah. he was living he was loving his moment I, uh, I was talking to someone at the show last night and we were talking about G-Man because when they were building the uh, cage of Death House, G-Man was out kind of directing traffic. Yeah. He was kind of in his in his uh, bright yellow jacket. Um, I think everyone mistook him for a workman. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've talked to someone who said that he used to have a T-shirt with all the promotions that he was blacklisted from. And I was like, why was he blacklisted from promotions? I was like, because he was a bit of a dick. Right. Okay. I thought, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, nice. There so it's nice. Now he's turned that around. Well, I hope he has. He's grown a pawn tash. Yeah. Chased Tim Thatcher all over the building. Yep. And now sells tapped for charity. Yeah. So that's our love the grabs. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough of us being positive about the show. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Not my grabs. Yeah. Where should we start with this? Well, let's start. Um, I want to say lowest impact 
to highest impact. Okay. Okay, so the undercard of this show. Now, the first half of the show, I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. I enjoyed all the matches. Yeah. But I got a lot of questions about the wins and losses in Fight Club Pro. Yeah. Particularly for anybody on the undercard. Yeah, and especially compared to last night. Yeah. So, last night, on night one, the undercard matches saw um, the team of Omari, John Devlin and Travis Banks pick up a win against the Rascals. Yeah. Saw Danny Luna yeah. uh, win a four-way over Chris Ridgway, yep. Lee Hunter and Joe Nelson. Um, it saw Speedball Mike Bailey beat uh, Noir. Yeah. And it saw the Medusa Complex beat the besties in the world. Right. Come to tonight, in the opening match, we got Speedball Mike Bailey beating Tim Thatcher. Fine. fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine with that. The next match, we got another four-way. Yeah. In the four-way were Lucky Kid, Millie McKenzie of the Medusa Complex, yeah. seconded by Charlie Evans of the Medusa Complex, not in the match. Uh, also in the match was Omari. Yeah. And... Chuck Mambo. Chuck Mambo. It wasn't even on last night's show. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Mambo got the win. That's right. So he got the win over Omari. Who won last night. And Millie McKenzie. Who won last night. And by default over Charlie Evans. Yeah. Who, who won last night. Moving into the second half, it was announced that it was going to be the besties in the world against the core of the Rascals, Scarlet and Graves, uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. Yeah. But instead it turned into a six-man, so it was all three of the Rascals. Yeah. Um, so the, the two poorly fellas and their make-a-wish fella. Very um, Miguel. Yeah. Uh, against besties in the world and Joe Nelson, him from the four-way on night one. And Joe Nelson, despite taking the pin in the four-way on night one... Well, and besties losing... And the besties who lost on night one, um, they got the win on night two yeah. over the Rascals. And then, in the semi-main event, Dan Maloney, who was supposed to be facing Mark Davis for the title... Well, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll come to that in a minute. ...faced Chris Ridgway, who lost last night yeah. to Danny Luna, who wasn't even on the show tonight. Yeah. And so it's all a bit confusing, and it's almost as if wins and losses on the Fight Club Pro undercard don't really mean anything and no one's looking at it from show to show to try and build any kind of momentum. So, so sometimes like this is we kind of refer to this as like 50-50 booking. Yeah. It's like everybody can win, everybody can lose but nobody wins. Yeah. Like nobody gets anywhere nobody f- succeeds because you can't win more than one match at a time like in a run. Like so tonight for the show um, was announced a tag team title match for Schadenfreude versus somebody. Yeah. Now, coming out of last night, you had the tag team of Medusa Complex pick up a win. Yep. You had a trio 
of Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin and Omari pick up a win. Fight Club Pro true yeah. uh, fighters. So you basically got five people who you could say represent Fight Club Pro yep. pretty strongly yep. and have been around, stuck it out. Um, I've had their run-ins with Schadenfreude, and especially, I mean, at least with the um, the trio of Omari, Trav, and Devlin. Yeah. Um, but only, only two of the five are on the show. Yeah. In a four-way. So, like, what what is what was the purpose of those matches yesterday? Yeah. Because they haven't helped anybody today. Um. You know, we we've bemoaned the state of Omari's booking but everybody is suffering the same fate no sign of Travis Banks or Jordan Devlin um, I don't know whether they're afraid of booking them regularly because of WWE commitments but they're there all the time at Fight Club Pro yeah. um, and actually you can throw that theory out the window when we get to the main event um, it's just really confusing really confusing like I, I I got to the main event tonight um, and we'll, we'll I don't know like we'll talk about the main event yeah I guess separately yeah um, but I had no feeling of where we were going in Fight Club Pro going forward no you know the next show is Infinity yeah um, they put the poster up there's three faces on it um, so you've got Orange Cassidy uh, Mako Satamura and Eddie Kingston none of whom involved in anything that's no. going on so we have no idea what's going forward and it's just I, I just like a feeling that and, th- and this is kind of what we complained about on the, the last Fight Club Road podcast after the Gabriel Kidd and Dan Maloney losing I just like a feeling that something's building from show to show and that wins and losses do matter a little bit. Let's but, move on. Yeah. Second point yep. uh, of not my grabs. Fight Club Pro World Heavyweight Title, whatever it's called. Yeah. The big big main belt. Yeah. Uh, the current holder, uh, as of tonight's show, was Mark Davis, Dunkzilla. The Dunkzilla man. Yep. Um, he went out to Los Angeles last week. And for the PWG. Yeah, for the bowlers. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, he did a bit of bowling and uh, got hurt. Yeah. I don't know where he got hurt. Cause leg. No, I mean, I, I know his legs hurt. It was a bowler. But I don't know if it was because they did their match on night one. Yeah. And then he didn't appear again. There were no further matches. If anyone, Kyle can, was on. Kyle was on again. Yeah. So if anyone can let me know how he got injured, I mean, I'm not that bothered. I just, I just kind of like to work it out in my, my kind of brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, he got hurt. Um, looks like a uh, torn ACL, which is not a nice thing to happen. No. Uh, it's it's one of your cruciate ligaments. It's crucial. Cruciate. It's cruciate. Yeah. Um, it's your anterior, right? Sure. Not your posterior. Sure. Okay. Um, so you kind of need it. Uh, and tonight he was in a full cast. Um, so he's obviously not going to be defending his title uh, anytime soon, and definitely not tonight. No. Um, he was supposed to be in the the Cage of Death House last night. Yeah. Um, it wasn't announced that he wasn't going to be in it. Yeah. 
um, it's just when it came time for uh, the final member of Schadenfreude to come out, it was El Fantasmo yeah. and not uh, Mark Davis. Well, and this, and this is what we get into with the whole thing, yeah. is that we've had to figure all of this stuff out ourselves. Yeah. So we got to the, the well, it's supposed to be the main event tonight. Yeah. Um, Dunkzilla, the Dunkzillionaire, Mark yep. Davis against the Drillionaire, uh, Dan Maloney. Jalala. Yeah. Um, who had earned his shot at the title. Yeah. Um, but instead, Dan Maloney came out and then Chris Ridgway came out. Well, no, it was the other way around. Chris Ridgway came out and it was like, oh, well, who's Chris Ridgway fighting? Well, oh. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd figured it yeah, out. Yeah, it's a process of elimination. Um, and there's just no statement from Fight Club Pro about what's happened. Right. And, like, it's fine if you follow Mark Davis on Twitter, because yeah. you'll have worked it out that he's injured. I mean, I don't know. Did Fight Club Pro tweet anything out about the champion? I don't think thing? so. But, I mean, not everybody. I'm not on Twitter. I see some tweets posted in, in other places, but I'm not on Twitter anymore. Um, we won't mention exactly why. Yeah. Um, and there were other people in that room tonight that I can guarantee were not on Twitter. There's an old fella with a shopping trolley. Yeah. And I don't mean the shopping trolley as in the kind that you get from Tesco. I mean the old the old people shopping old trolley. Old people shopping trolley. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's not going to be on Twitter. If so, he is, he's not following Mark Davis. So last night there was no explanation as to why he wasn't. No. I mean, of it, we know we know why. Yeah. He's got an injury. Yeah. But there was no explanation that he wouldn't be in the match. No. And tonight there was no explanation that we weren't going to get a title match. No. And, you know, Fight Club Pro always give value for money on the shows. Yeah. But... If you can't deliver on an advertised match, Same. let's have some explanation. Especially why. when that advertised match is your title match. Yeah. And then it was kind of further confused by what happened at the end of the show, but perhaps we'll we'll get to that later. So should we move on to the third? Not my graphs. Yeah, go on. I think we will probably need to lay this out because I think it has a lot to do with what happened last night. Okay, so Project Mayhem has been a two-night affair for the last three years. Uh, since they kind of went bigger, yeah, um, it's been a two-night affair. Um, night one has become the traditional night that they have the Death House match. So, the first year was Ricochet Page and Drew Parker against Jimmy Havoc and Margera. Yeah. Last year, I think pretty much the same people. I wasn't there, I missed it, I was very angry that I missed it. Um, and this year it was the, the Schadenfreude versus Fight Club Pro. Um, the problem being, if you're going to have a show, a pair of shows, and night one ends on such a momentous thing as the Death House, yeah. then night two is always going to seem a little bit tame. In previous years, they've managed to kind of overcome that by giving matches on night two that have really kind of blown away. Um, you know, a pure wrestling spectacle rather than the, the death match of night one. Yeah. Um, this year, it all seemed a bit backwards. So, last night was pretty much the end 
of the Schadenfreude story. Schadenfreude were beaten by Fight Club Pro in a brutal cage match, but yet we still had some matches announced for tonight featuring Schadenfreude. Yeah. And that's fine, because I think you said we were talking before, like, we, because we do occasionally talk yeah. before we record a podcast, do we? Yeah. We don't just make this up as we so, go along. So I kind of paralleled it with, like, a TV series where like quite often you'll see that like they do the big action set pieces and the big climactic stuff in like the penultimate episode of the series and then they tie all that up in the final episode Game of Thrones Game of Thrones that quite that happens yeah. quite often um, and do you know I, I, I'm gonna like if I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt I, maybe they were that was the plan tonight yeah. and that with having the title match there would have been that catharsis and they moved some things around and they tried to do it tonight with the tag title match yeah but they also had a bunch of other stuff with Schadenfreude guys on where they just lost and it didn't feel like it had any bearing on like basically most of what happened tonight last night might as well have not happened for it to have happened tonight the yeah. way it did yeah it was so like you had Tim Thatcher in there with Speedball Tim Thatcher apart from some scratches might as well have not been in a death match last night yeah you had Lucky Kid in there in a four way might as well have not been in there last night yeah um, and then in the main event we had the Schadenfreude team tag team champions Chris Brooks and Carl Fletcher taking on the returning Mustache Mountain Tyler Bate and Trent Seven yeah and Trent Seven was supposed to be in Cage of Death House last night yep uh, was attacked before he could get into the match yeah taken out put through a table yeah completely wiped out so you'd imagine tonight he'd be eager to get his yeah. hands he didn't get to get his hands on Schadenfreude last no. night you'd imagine he would be gagging for it but instead, they did the standard Mustache Mountain shtick. Goofing around. Strut into the ring. Which people love. Yeah. I love. Yeah. You know? Preening and posing. Trent doing his best handsome dad act. Yeah. Um, with his son, Tyler. Yeah. And it kind of didn't make sense. And it ended up being a really good tag match. But certainly in the first half of it, I was like... What, what is the point of this? I don't, yeah, I don't care. Like, what is the point of us having a good tag match? Yeah. Um, and it's like, earlier on, when Tim Thatcher lost to Speedball Mike Bailey, he just kind of marched up the ramp, looking a bit angry that yeah. he lost. Lucky Kid looked a bit upset that he lost, but no different than any other match that they might have lost. And then Schadenfreude came out for the main event, uh, Kid Lycos was with them, yeah, but the other members of Schadenfreude weren't. No, um, which you'd have thought, with the stakes being quite high, they might have been out there to, to to try and kind of ensure through fuckery that they kept the the titles, but they weren't. And Mustache Mountain beat them and won the titles. And as you said, really good match, but it just like it felt like it had no reference to what had happened last night. Well, also no reference to what had happened with the Schadenfreude storyline no. 
suffered the past year and a half or whatever because whilst Schadenfreude were responsible for Mustache Mountain having to leave High Club Pro yep. like like to me and this is something that we've bemoaned for ages with the Schadenfreude storyline like there should have been a resistance from within yep there should have been people within Fight Club Pro who came up to stop the Schadenfreude threat. Ultimately, like, the people who ended up in the Death House match were Martin Zaki, who you can argue, for as much as I don't really want to see Martin Zaki wrestle, and I was getting sick of seeing him in the ring at all, I was getting sick of seeing him choking out Walter. Yeah. Like, he belongs in that feud. Yeah. But then, and then, and then to some extent, Dan Maloney, because he's kind of become the sort of flag bearer for yep. somebody who is Fight Club Pro. Like, he's the next sort of challenger. But then you've got Ricky Shane Page and Clint Margera. I mean, Clint Margera's a Fight Club Pro original. Sure, okay, but uh, brought out of mothballs, essentially, yep. because it's death, death match season. Yeah. Um, and then Jimmy Havoc again fun surprise but not somebody who is waving the flag for Fight Club Pro well he was a sub wasn't he yeah he, he was, he's only on the bench um, so and had to bring him on ultimately because what, what we got in the end tonight was what seems to be the end of the Schadenfreude storyline yeah. well I mean before we get to that bit do you know what tonight could have done with yeah before the, the, the title match started at the end it could have done with Schadenfreude coming out and then Martin Zaki coming out and saying we beat you last night and now we're going to humiliate you and this is who I've got to do it yeah and maybe then, yeah maybe and then that would have tied it in yeah maybe you know? but I, I think for me like because what we've essentially got is like the last note of the Schadenfreude story versus Fight Club Pro storyline and the people who have put the bow on it are WWE's Mustache Mountain. Yeah. And it's like, well, could could we not have spent the year building up Trav or Omari or Millie or Devlin or, I don't know, somebody out of the school? Like, could we not have pulled somebody in and made them a new star in Fight Club Pro? No, we're going to send Mustache Mountain off for a year, bring them back, and they'll, they'll clear it all up for everyone. Yeah. Like, it just feels... It feels like there was never a strong plan, or at least not a plan that they stuck to. Um, It felt like they had something hot in Schadenfreude, and then didn't really know what to do with it. Yeah. They didn't really know who to put against them. And, And, you know, this is not a unique problem. If you look at the history of professional wrestling... Uh, and particularly sort of the last 25 years when you've had this kind of cool heel stable it's very difficult to have an exit plan for the cool heel stable and it's very difficult to to have the, the kind of home resistance against the cool heel stable because if they're fighting the cool guys then maybe yeah, they're a bit I mean, nerdy like, I'll, so you know I'm going to give I'm going to give Progress some credit here. Okay. Because Jimmy Havoc was the hottest thing going 
in progress yeah. in British wrestling and the way they brought that to a conclusion was making a star out of Will Ospreay yeah like and there were people who got made stars along the way as well like like fighting against people like the like people like Sumerian Death Squad yeah battling with like the London Riots and the, stuff like that the important difference there though was that Jimmy Havoc I mean as a, a point of, of order was not selling t-shirts and no one in that progress crowd even the most contrary people no, were no. not showing support no that's true whereas tonight in that main event yeah. the crowd was split 50-50 well, okay. but I think that is I think that's a symptom of the poor booking more yeah. so than a problem that the booking had to overcome yeah like People were always booing Schadenfreude in that that room. There were there were pockets which were contrarian, and there were plenty of people that were buying Schadenfreude merch that were joining in with booing Schadenfreude. Like, but tonight, because the challenge for me, the reason was the challengers had not been built as the resistance to Schadenfreude. The challengers had come in as an attraction act. And it looked like it was an exhibition match that we were getting. Yeah, but rather it didn't than, turn out that way. It didn't turn out that way. No. But it looked like we were getting an exhibition match. So people were like, well, do you know what? I've been watching Schadenfreude for a year and a half. I haven't been watching Mustache Mountain, so I'm going to cheer them. Like, yeah. I like, I do like these guys, even though I want to boo them. Like, I mean, Schadenfreude, I will say they had their fair share of, of support last night as well. Yeah. So, you know. but then, but this is this is a problem with the booking. Yeah. It's not a problem with it, it's not so much a problem with cool t-shirt guys. Like Jimmy Havoc, had he been selling t-shirts at no. the time, no. he would have sold a fuckload well, yeah, of t-shirts. But he wasn't, so that was the thing. It's like I don't know. It's I I, I don't think it's particularly a fight club pro problem. This. I just think you don't think so. No, I think it's it's a, a problem you can fall into when you've got a cool heel stable. Well, sure, Schadenfreude fans are the new Bullet, Bullet Club fans. Yeah, they're absolutely. Worse, they? They're worse than the Bullet Club fans. Yeah, because at least the Bullet Club have cool people like Bad Luck Farley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who's the Bad Luck Farley? Timothy Thatcher's the Bad Luck Farley of Schadenfreude. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Lucky Kid? Lucky Kid is Tongaloa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Brooks is obviously the Tamatonga. I was going to say Chris Brooks was Jay White. Oh. I feel like he's a bit of a knife pervert. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle Fletcher. Kyle Fletcher is Chase Owens. Right. And Mark Davis, Cody Hall. Yeah. <laughs> and Lycos is King Haku. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But when it comes to Schadenfreude, it seems that's it. Yeah, so it looked like Davis put down the title. We speculated that the Infinity Tournament will be for the Fight Club Pro Championship. Um, seems like it would make sense yeah. with the timing. Well, because like usually Infinity is the November show. Yeah. And this year it's going to be the October show. Yeah. So bringing it forward, it makes sense that, yeah, the winner of the Infinity Tournament, instead of getting that massive trophy... Um, which became Walter one year, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, Walter became Walter the Infinity was a trophy. trophy. Yeah. 
um, they will instead get the Fight Club Pro title. But yeah, it seemed like Charlotte Freud had said goodbye. Um, obviously, uh, Brooks and Fletcher lost the titles. And there was some kind of discussion as to whether they were actually going to hand them over. And then what actually happened was they, they not only handed over the titles, Mark Davis laid down his title and they put a Schadenfreude flag over all of them and then left the ring and waved goodbye. So who knows what's happening with Schadenfreude. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel like a satisfactory end. And the whole point of this whole thing, which perhaps I haven't summed up very well, is that last night should have been tonight. Yeah. So if we break... We'll, try and break that down real briefly because I don't want to drag this out too long but like tonight we had matches like the the proposed title match and like the tag title match seeing as we weren't having the title match if we only had the tag title match the champions could have lost the belts last night the other um, Schadenfreude guys could have lost and then they're going into the cage of death match house, um, yeah. knowing that they're kind of against the ropes. Yeah. Um, and then you have the that be the culmination of the whole thing. Yeah. Instead, we had a bunch of people come out tonight as if they'd never had a death match at all. Yeah. I don't know. I. Like I say, there, there was a lot to do with the booking tonight that made me not excited about Fight Club Pro going forward. I mean, I am excited about Infinity because Orange Cassidy is there. So, you know. But, like, I just want stories. You do. Zaki, tell me a story. Read me a story, Martin. <laughs> you want him sat by your bed? Yeah. Reading you a story? Yeah. And that story better have Charlie Evans in it. Yeah. Because there's no reason why she wasn't on the card tonight. Now sit down. I'm going to read you the story of M.K. McKinnon. <laughs> Whatever happened to <laughs> M.K. McKinnon? <laughs> Where's M.K. McKinnon? Yeah. Is he there? No, that's the girl that's dressed up to look like him. <laughs> Is he there? No, that's the guy who's wearing looks like him but he's opposite colours yeah see there no that's a dog <laughs> so you know Fight Club Pro it's a anomaly it's a enigma that we will never quite figure out it's because it's, people fucking love it and and you know what when it when they get it right I fucking love it and I want to love it yeah I want to love it as well because I like the venue I like loads of the people who wrestle there and I like it when they have great matches but I also like the the possibility of a monthly wrestling show that tells me stories that are consistent that builds interest in individuals to make me want to see them continue winning yeah. or losing and I don't think that's a difficult thing to do no but new start next show it's always a bloody new start <laughs> because there's never a bloody finish there's never a next chapter it's all just right well start again uh, start again then 
speak just on a slight tangent there. I saw uh, things referring to the upcoming episode of Raw as the season opener of Raw. Yeah, I think that's because like it's the time of year that loads of TV shows start their new seasons. But it's on all year round. I know, I know. You don't have a season opener of EastEnders or the no, new. I know. Yeah. So anyway. premiere premiere season. Oh, I think that's what they call it. Yeah, all the new shows are kicking off. Yeah. Right. I guess that's all I've got to say about yeah. Fight Club Pro. I know. I, I do want to say that tag match turned into a really good tag match. Well, I mean, it was going to. I just didn't four care. Really good guys, but by that point, I, I was not caring. Yeah, I'd already just watched a match between Dan Maloney and Chris Ridgeway that I couldn't give two shits about. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it had a really kind of explosive finish. Yeah, but I think I was looking at my phone. Well, it, no, but this is it. Sorry, I'm going to make a real bold statement now, and it's one that you heard from me earlier tonight. Dan Maloney has got loud chops, a good theme and a good finisher, but the crowd do not give a shit about Dan Maloney apart from those things. No. And that's, that's, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Blah. Yeah. So, we're nearly home. Yeah. We have survived the rainy M6. It's been bloody rainy. And I, thought we, I thought we were going to die. Well, I mean, it's it's been good in a way because they didn't close it. Yeah. Because uh, it was too rainy for the gilets jaunes to come out. Yeah, and do their road works to make yeah. it a smart motorway. Tidying yeah. it up. The smartest of all motorways. Yeah. Um, hopefully you can hear all of this. Yeah. Because it might have gone wrong completely yeah. and been too noisy. But well, I'm sure... I'm sure those of you who have stuck with us this far will listen to it and give us your feedback. Um, so thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, we'll try and do something soon. Yeah, we, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. That's what we do. Yeah, Chris is going somewhere fun next week, and I said we should do a podcast about it in the manner of the uh, discussion we had about Cadbury World. Yeah. But he said we shouldn't because apparently one of our listeners moaned about 25 minutes about chocolate <laughs> yeah yeah. well if we've got some wrestling to talk about as well we could do that but yeah. I'm not just going to do a podcast about my trip next Sunday you're going to Tottingham why am I keeping it a weird secret <laughs> you're going to you're going to see the gridiron yeah I'm going to the NFL game yeah. next Sunday um, so thanks for listening um, join us on our Facebook group where we will continue to have intelligent and mature discussion about British wrestling and beyond and Stan Nick Gage yeah um, I just want actually I want to I want to say one really quick thing that somebody brought up um, and it really like it, it kind of rankled with me because it was somebody who'd said that, that recently that our Facebook group is one of the few places that they go to talk about wrestling now um, but one of the listeners and one of the people who contribute quite often to our Facebook group, I won't name them but because it's not really necessary, but they were at the Fight Club Pro show last night yeah. and um, somebody made some really awful comments um, there was some like somebody said, sit down you fat cunt to someone yeah, which is, and, yeah. and threatened some, like I think there were violent sort of threats 
Um, if you see or know anyone, if your friends act like this at a wrestling show, you need to have a word with them. If you see anybody around you acting like this at a wrestling show, have a word with them or speak to venue staff because it's completely unacceptable. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I run a wrestling show. Whenever I have seen inappropriate behaviour at my wrestling show, I address it directly with that individual when I can. If I felt like I was not in a position to do so, I would be speaking to security at the venue. Yeah. And I think we should all be bold enough to stand up to this sort of behaviour. And that doesn't mean having to sort of be confrontational yourself. But don't be afraid to go and get help from people. Because it needs to be stamped out. Like, nobody has any right to act that way and disrupt other people's good time. You're right. All right, so I'm going to leave the podcast on that note. Yeah. So fuck the haters. Yeah. Call nice. Call the police. (laughs) Don't call the police. Call a friendly police officer. Don't call the police. Um, Nick Gage wouldn't like it. (laughs) So, uh, again, thanks for listening. It is now 11.30pm. We might just get home before midnight, which is exciting. Um, (laughs) And until next time, go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the hills that we climbed, where the seasons are high All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the hills that we climbed, where the sky is on the beach